Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the sports leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Victory Monday. We welcome in Dan Fates, 13 Wham Sports, BuffaloPlus.com. I think everybody's in a good mood because the Bills did what we thought they were going to do. But of course, you know, we, we like it when there's some some action where, you know, there's things that we can criticize. Good luck trying to find. I mean, we can criticize maybe that first drive, you know, the first three and out, Dan. But, but after that, it felt like it was smooth sailing for the Buffalo Bills. How are you today? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I tweeted after the after the Raiders marched down the field and scored with ease, and then the Bills went three and out, including two draw plays to start the game, and boos were raining out at Highmark Stadium. I tweeted out, has anybody tried unplugging the Bills and plugging them back in? <laughs> and that worked. Whoever did it, like, hats off to them, because after that, uh, Greg Rousseau, who has been a monster this year, uh, tips to pass up, Trail Bernard intercepts it, and the rest of the game was pretty much a formality at that point. Well, Dan, I mean, getting ba- and, and you are somebody that does not like to run the ball. Nope. However, but when you can mix it up the way that you did yesterday, it, it seemed like the perfect balance. <laughs> I would just ask you this question. Like, would you encourage Josh Allen? Uh, look, it's if it's all there underneath, there's absolutely no need for the deep ball. Like, if you can win games like that is not, not the perfect scenario what you saw yeah. yesterday. Yeah, a couple points. I'm not against running the ball. I'm against running the ball when you're unsuccessful at it and just bang your head against the wall. When the Bills and that that drive to start the third quarter where they went, you know, nine minutes, 75 yards, they were really leaning on that defensive line. And we hear all of the time, we hear all the time of offensive linemen, you know, they want to, they don't always want to pass block. They want to, they want to put their hands on the defensive lineman and get downhill. Well, I always say like, as a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman, you have to earn that right. Like, prove to Ken Dorsey that you can do it, and then he'll call more run plays, and everybody will be happy. But this thought of, like, calling run plays just for the sake of calling run plays when they go for negative yards or one or two yards, I think it's a waste. So to see, you know, that was great to see, that every single run carry seemed like it went for five, six yards a pop. That was great to see because – I. I mean, we can get in the debate which line played better, the offensive line or the defensive line. Yeah. Both of them were dominant yesterday. And as for Josh taking the checkdowns, I know everybody was, was very bent out of shape, and, and rightfully so, for the way that Josh played in the Meadowlands. But for this thought that Josh had to change something or become something different, like 
Guys, that's who Josh Allen is. He is going to have those games where he has four turnovers and comes to the press conference afterwards and says, I stink. That game was on me. I'm really upset because I lost the game for my team. Like, that's going to happen. And then what's going to happen is he's going to bounce back like he did yesterday. Like, this is who Josh Allen is. This wasn't the first time we have seen him, as I like to call it, take the cheese, take the, the easy stuff underneath. It's just a matter of this is the roller coaster of who Josh Allen is. Both things can be true. But, guys, I, I would put money on the fact that at some point this season, Josh is going to have a game where he turns the ball over a few times and says, man, that stinks. More often than not, he's going to be really good because that's who he is. But there will be highs and lows. So for everybody that was like, wow, Josh Allen learned how to, learned how to check the ball down yesterday and took what the defense gave him. He did, he's done that the last few years. That's what's made him an elite quarterback improving his completion percentage, taking what the defensive gives him. It's just tough for him to stay patient for an entire game. And that was what, that's what was impressive to me yesterday. Dan, was yesterday Spencer Brown's best game as a pro? Yeah, absolutely. No question. And, and Josh talked about it after the game, Gene. I thought it was interesting. He complimented him by saying that Spencer has all of the physical gifts. But that sentence he said in the press conference ended with, when he puts it all together and when he's focused. So that was a little telling to me. I thought that was um, maybe Josh kind of getting out there and saying like, yeah, this guy's really good. He's a monster. He can move. He's all these things. But, man, you just got to focus and and get things right because I thought he handled Max Crosby phenomenally. I think he was a big part of the run game. I think when Josh feels comfortable and when he feels safe, um, it's a game changer. So that was a big step forward in Spencer Brown's career. Hopefully he can build off of that. Tied at 13 Wham's Dan Fates, who was uh, on the sidelines for yesterday's action. And I don't know if it's just the Raiders offensive line isn't all that good, but Dan, this is why you invest all this capital on the defensive line, what you saw yesterday. And I would say, boy, if you see that actually out of Greg Rousseau, I'm trying to imagine what this defensive line will look like when Von Miller gets back. Man, he is special. And uh, I think it was last year, his dietitian Von Miller started him on the diet of gunpowder and gasoline. So now he's like well into this diet and, and it is paying off. Sean McDermott said that he is now playing nasty. He's nastier. And it is, it's different. I remember when they drafted Greg Rousseau, I caught up with his high school coach and he talked about how Greg actually played safety. Like he was such a freak talent that that's where he had him in the defense. And when he went to Miami, he was still kind of learning how to play defensive end, all of those things. But the other thing he said was that Greg was one of the nicest kids that he had on his team. And at times they used to have to tell Greg to like get angry, like get mad at the other team. Like don't pick up the player that you just tackled. And I remember asking Greg that rookie year and he got mad at me because he's like, I'm not like, that's not me. Like, I, I'm just polite. Like, I, I, I'm not just a nice guy. Like, I, I, I can be mean. And to hear Sean say, like, he's getting nasty, I think is a big step because he has, I think he's been the best defensive lineman for the Bills. And that's saying a lot because that Oliver equally has played really impressive football. Those two guys have wrecked plays single-handedly. And I know they rotate their defensive line and all these things. They got to keep them on the field more. They got to be getting 70% of the snaps, not 50. They got to be getting 75. I want to see Greg Rousseau on the field for nine out of 10 plays because he is right now 
dominating and bullying offensive linemen. So we know that the, the Raiders' offensive line isn't anything to write home about, but I imagine that this is this is what Sean McDermott wants out of his yeah. his defense. This kind of gaudy, like the idea that you held Jacobs to nine carries for minus two yards. The idea that Devontae Adams was the only receiver save for that one Hunter Renfro catch late in the game that actually caught balls for the Raiders throughout the course of the afternoon. I mean, that's a dominant performance by that defense, especially if you take away that first opening drive. Yeah, and I guess I thought the defense played well against the Jets. They had some short field positions. I know it's Zach Wilson, but they still got... They still got dudes over there on, on that offense. They got guys. And I know you can't take away the Brees Hall run, but really, I think this defense has played really well. Obviously, you would you want to take back the opening drive. Micah Hyde said, like, they came to play. We weren't ready. Um, but after that, the adjustments they made, and, you know, we didn't have to hear about we didn't have gap integrity. We didn't have to hear about we were out of alignment. Like, we just saw them get after it. And Sean McDermott, I wonder if he took a little bit of something from that Jets game because – we asked, you know, he was asked a lot about the Jets defense has given you fits and like, what, what is it about it? And Sean said, they don't do anything special schematically. They just fly around. And I saw that yesterday. This wasn't anything fancy. This wasn't safety blitzes. This wasn't corner blitzes or any of these things. They just flew around to the ball. And, and I think that that's maybe the lesson that, that Sean needed his team to learn. Said after Monday night, and I know it's a Von Miller thing. He says that you either win or you learn. And they had to learn quickly this week after an embarrassing loss to the Jets. I was really impressed by the way they bounced back, defense specifically. 13 Wham's Dan Fates, also Buffalo Plus, our guest here in the sports bar. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing that your best corner on the field, in my opinion, yesterday was Christian Benford. Um, do you mm-hmm. think there's a trade market at all for Kyger Elam at this point? It's a little concerning that you spent uh. a first-round pick, Dan, and he's not even on the field there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really not good. I was just talking to Mike. I was filing the game from what I shot yesterday, and I got you know, shots of him in his, his clothes you know, on, on the sidelines. And I'm sitting there going, we were just in Vegas when they traded up to draft him and, and, and all these things. And for whatever reason, there is a disconnect. Is there a trade market? I don't know. Um, is there a team that is willing to let Kyrie make mistakes on the field? Kyrie is not ready right now for whatever reason, in this Bills system. And the only way Kyrie is going to get better is to play. And unfortunately for him, the Bills are at a point where they're not, they're win now and they can't have somebody learning on the job. That's just not, this, off, this defense, this offense, it's too good. They're not involved in projects right now. It is the best players are playing. It doesn't matter if you're a first rounder or a sixth rounder. That's why Christian Benford's on the field. All of those things. Now, could they add some a depth at a, at a tackle position? Could, could maybe Houston be looking for another young corner? Um, maybe. Um, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Could you get maybe a, a third wide receiver? Is there a team that, that you know, is, wants to get younger? Um, because, again, physically, Kyer Elam has way more athletic talent than Christian Benford, Dane Jackson, all of those things but he just doesn't have the technique. He's not familiar enough with the system. And right now, looking back on it, he was this big press corner from Florida and all these things. They don't press a whole lot, the Bills defense. So kind of looking back, it looks like he kind of tried to fit a square peg into a round hole. 
is there somebody that wants to say, hey, look, we want to play man, and this is a young corner? I can imagine somebody would want to take a chance at him in season. I'm not sure. Dan, we mentioned how Spencer Brown had his best game as a pro. We also saw James Cook have his best day as a pro. 17 rushes, 123 yards, 7.2 yards per carry. Uh, Also, Terrell Bernard getting the pick, having his best day uh, as a pro as well. And I guess when we're talking about some of these younger Bills and, and, you know, Cook in his second year, Bernard in his second year, uh, you know, Brown has been here a little bit longer. But these guys, the game that they had, the afternoon that they had at home in a winning effort, talk about what that might do here for their confidence moving forward because let's face it we were worried about Terrell Bernard going into week one we didn't have anything to really you know make us believe after week one that Terrell Bernard was going to be safe and secure at middle linebacker I think we're feeling a lot better about that decision now yeah um confidence is a hell of a drug it is my favorite thing that Micah Hyde has ever said to me um this goes all the way back to to 2019 when they got off to that hot start and I went that's a really good point and I feel like for for Bernard for Spencer Brown, for things like that. Like, I know you don't want to ride the roller coaster of highs and lows. And, and Josh was so good yesterday when he talked about how he, he actually embraced and loved how he felt last week because it makes the highs feel so much better and you learn from those lows. Maybe I want these guys to stay confident. Be, think you're better than you are sometimes. Chris, you know, if, you're, if you're Terrell Bernard, think that you belong calling plays know that you belong calling place in a huddle with four all pros around you. Like think about that. And when you start to have that confidence, you know, if you're a baseball, if you're a hitter in baseball, the ball just looks bigger. Like things like that kind of go in um, and you can feed off that. So for Spencer Brown to go up against Max, Max Crosby, who's can absolutely wreck games for, for James Cook, who I don't know if he likes to run inside the tackles very much, but he can bounce it outside, and he has shown quite a bit of speed to, to pick up seven, eight yards of pop. Uh, it's been nice. And, again, we haven't said anything negative about Trell Bernard. Um, maybe the Brees Hall run um, in, in the Jets game, but besides that, he's been solid. So it's, it's been nice to see those guys fit in with a bounce-back victory. Uh, during a normal week here, Dan, uh, meaning uh, game on Sunday, game on Sunday, McDermott will talk on a Wednesday. And on our show, we have a segment called McDermott McLies, and we play back some of his Beck's comments. And uh, when he's pumping the tires of an opponent, and I, I, I yeah. just get the sense there's going to be a lot of McLies coming up this week. There's a team that's 2-0, and Washington. That, is there any fear going down against this team? Because, yes, they came back to beat uh, Arizona. And, sure, yesterday they survived on uh, this uh, after giving up that Hail Mary. Your, your thoughts on facing the commanders here? Uh, their defensive line. Uh, like, and, again, we can take the positives away from the Raiders game, but also take one step back and think about the fact that the Raiders will probably be the worst defense this Bills offense faces all year. They are not good. That's what you're supposed to do. You are now going to face a defensive line that is really, really scary. And that's something that you're going to have to worry about. Sam Howell may be one of those guys that's a little over his skis and he may have too much confidence coming off, you know, being 3-0 and in his first three starts and all these things. But to me, this game is going to start and end with can the Bills' offensive line keep Josh Allen upright? Can they create some holes for Latavius Murray and James Cook and all those things? Because Chase, um, Chase Young is going to be back. It's going to be his second game, things like that. Like I, I am just thinking all about 
I'm, uh, Mike and I are going to the game in D.C. is making sure that Josh Allen is still standing upright uh, for most of that game because that's, that's where I think this game is going to be won and lost. Dan, they're not going to look ahead, but we're allowed to look ahead to week four. And yeah. after we watched Miami uh, in Foxborough last night, my, my takeaway is, oh boy, uh, we yep. knew that they were a fast team last year. They look just as fast, if not faster this year. Yeah. And, and the, the problems that may present for an aging and slower yeah. Bills defense. Yeah, somebody was talking about it. Oh, you know, the Chiefs are 1-1, one one, the Bengals are 0-2, the Chargers are 0-2. And, and somebody was kind of going through all the teams, and they're like, the Bills, you know, they, they could look at the one seed. And I was like, you didn't talk about the Dolphins because right now they seem like an offensive juggernaut. And I know they didn't put up a ton of points, but New England's defense is pretty dang good too. But what Mike McDaniel is doing, and to a healthy, it's, it's, it's an if. I know some people will say it's when he gets hurt. It's an if he gets hurt. But, like, this offense can cause problems. And so – yeah, that will be, to me, the real measuring stick of where this defense is because as of right now, I, I think the Dolphins are the team to beat in the division. I, I think the Bills have to prove that they are still the three-time defending champs because I think the Dolphins right now would be the favorite with how they're playing, especially to start the year. Um, Tyreek Hill, Waddle, all these guys, they got a running game going right now. It's they got a pretty good offensive line, like all over the place. And we know this defense can, they got, they got dudes back there too. Xavier Howard looks good. And um, Javon Holland is uh, always gives the bills. It seems like problems. So like they got dudes over there now. And uh, that will be for me. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm peeking ahead to that game. For that game, Dan, um, because now this is a story. The legend of the game will be Fred Jackson. That game. Can, can somebody get him a nice seat in a suite for that game? How about the press box? You got a seat next to you, Gino, right? I do. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to sit next to Fred. Actually, I will be in the press box that game, too. Not a great look for Takeo. Um, Not a great seat. Is that fair, fair to say? Well, yeah. I, I think not a great look for the Bills in that this is how they yeah. treat their, their legends of the game. And, and you hear that some of the stories along with what we saw from Takeo Spike's uh, social media account yesterday, an obstructed yeah. view from, from inside the suite. I mean, seriously, you're going to invite a, a legend of the Bills to come and lead the charge. Why not just offer them a, a seat in the owner's, in the owner's box? Is, is that forbidden? Yeah. I mean, what what is... What's the rationale there? What, what is the thinking there, Dan? Yeah, uh, I don't know. That is a great question, Danger. And I guess that's something that the Bills will have to correct and fix. It's weird that so many people have come out and said, we've also had that issue. Other legends have kind of said they've had that issue. When is it just Takeo is the only one that wanted to, to make it public? And was everybody being kosher before that? Like this, this seems like this should have happened once and fixed. It's kind of odd to me how many people have come out and said like, yeah, this, there have been issues from where they sit for the game because this seems like, Hey, these aren't great seats. Got it. We'll fix it. It's fixed. Right. It's a, it's an easy fix. Invite them into the owner's box and call it a day. Yeah. So we'll, we will see. Um, it, it'll be my, my big thing guys too. And again, I, I know people are saying like, Oh, Josh Allen, you know, turn the corner. I, I go, this is still who Josh Allen is. I looked back at that Jets game. This is one last thing I wanted to mention was that I looked back at the Jets game and we're like, oh, we've never seen this. Like this was, you know, so bad. I go, that Jets game reminded me of Houston's playoff game mm. where we just saw reckless Josh Allen. It reminded me of um, the crazy Jacksonville game that they lost to Urban Meyer's team when Josh was just oh. all over the place. Josh is going to lay these eggs. 
And I'll make another baseball analogy for you. Spencer Strider has a 102-mile-per-hour fastball. Sometimes it gets rocked, and sometimes he walks people, and sometimes he hits people, right? But he doesn't come out there the next game and start throwing 90% change-ups. You stick with your fastball. Josh talked about it this week. It is a double-edged sword, Josh Allen's gift. And Josh is not going to dull one end of his sword so that he can be a more of a game manager. You can restrain it. You can keep it in a little bit. You can try and check it down more and have more patience. But, guys, he talked about all offseason being smarter, not, not hurdling guys, right? He's hurdled three people in two games. <laughs> like, once the ball gets snapped, Josh Allen takes over Josh Allen's body. It is not whatever Ken Dorsey or Sean McDermott says in his ear or before the play. Josh Allen is going to be Josh Allen. You are going to live with some of these moments. He, I am now convinced more than ever, and this is a compliment, that he is Brett Favre with an athletic body. He is going to live and die by these games. Sometimes he is going to cost his team losses, but a lot of times he's going to lead his team to win because that play to, to Gabe Davis was crazy. The hurdle at the goal line was insane. But some of the things that he did, and for all of the checkdowns that he had yesterday, and some of them are right by me, and I kind of got to you know, keep my camera on Josh Allen's face. He looked like a dog that even when he checked it down to Kincaid or Cook or Murray, he had the look of like when you give a dog a treat or you show the dog a treat and you're like, sit, sit, boy, don't move. And Josh is just like, oh, I wanted to throw it down the field into double coverage so bad. And guess what? Sometimes he's going to do it. But I just want people to understand that like what we saw these first two games is nothing new, at least to me. And when you look at the big picture of Josh Allen's five years and this is his sixth year, you'll see a lot of this. And he, he has progressed, and he's gotten better, and he's become such a student of the game. And he does have that ability to take the cheese. But Josh Allen is going to Josh Allen sometimes. And it's a wild roller coaster filled with some really fun highs and some really head-scratching lows. Dan, congratulations to your Braves winning the divisional oh. championship. And, and also, because I saw up in the press box yesterday Mike Catalan, he's like, well, yeah. make sure you ask Dan who he says he's afraid of in the playoffs being his, his Phillies and it. I'd ask you, is that true? Are you afraid of the Phillies? And if it is true, is that not you emotionally hedging here? Uh, no, it's not emotionally hedging. It's that lineup does scare me. And I, the, the Braves went and played the Dodgers out West. And again, I don't watch a lot of West Coast baseball, all those things. And I heard about Muncie and Freeman, or I heard about Betts and Freeman. And those guys are monsters at the top of their lineup. And then I see Max Muncie is batting third, and he's hitting... 202. Like, uh, that's what I'm supposed to be worried about. And then, and then, hey, Gene, Ahmed Rosario was batting fourth for the Dodgers when we played them. <laughs> Ahmed Rosario. I couldn't name the two other outfielders. Jason Hayward, like, I'm supposed to be worried about the Dodgers? I'm not worried about the Dodgers at all. You can clip this. I know this might come back to bite me in the butt, but I'm not worried about the Dodgers. The Phillies got a pitching staff, the Phillies got some dudes that can hit. Bryce Harper's always comes up in big games. I don't want to see the Phillies at all in the postseason. We've rolled the tape, Dan. It's rolling. All right. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll check back in October. <laughs> yep. uh, Dan, yep. keep up the great work at 13 Web Sports. We appreciate all the work that you and Jenna and Mike are doing covering the Bills and, of course, at buffaloplus.com. We're, we're looking forward to the content. Appreciate the time as always, bud. 
I always love coming on here, guys. Thanks for having me. You got it. Thanks, Dan. 13 Web Sports, Dan Fates. Check out his work with uh, Jenna Cottrell and Mike Catalana at buffaloplus.com as well. We got to take a break and come back with I'll Drink to That. Some takes on tap, Gino. Yeah, I something I observed yesterday, it, it, depending on how you go into the stadium, this always, always happens if you're going on the big tree route. There's a lot of different ways you can kind of get in. And I'm just wondering, why Why do we do this? That's the way I have to go in. But it's something that is, I just want to get off my chest here. Hmm. And also the Jets yesterday, sure, there's no shame in losing to the Cowboys. But there's something with Zach Wilson and the management, I guess, of Zach Wilson that tells me, oh, they still haven't figured this out. And I'll explain. Um, we're oftentimes critical of the guys calling the games from time to time. I'd like to highlight what a great call sounds like because one occurred during the Chiefs and the Jags game yesterday. A great call by Ian Eagle that I wanted to showcase. And and we, we discussed it a little bit earlier, but something that has gotten away from us as adults, and I'm not sure where we lost our way from when we were toddlers to where we are now, but it's a distinct difference and it needs to be pointed out and we need to correct it and we need to do it with, with haste. Uh, let's get to I'll Drink That here in a couple few in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. The NFL season is here. Now is the time to get incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So, visit FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. For help with the gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 918-23. That's today. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Uh, commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 